a rich tradition. College Football Podcast is now live. And welcome to A Rich Tradition. Two friends, one love, and that is college football. I am your co-host, Robbie Steltonpole, and I have the privilege of being able to record with you guys tonight for a few minutes. I promise only a few minutes, where uh, I'm going to react to the playoffs being announced. Will Spencer is doing some uh, Valdosta State Blazer stuff today for basketball, and as we know, and we've said before, he is the voice of the Blazers, and so he had to take care of some stuff today. But I just want to take a few minutes and react to the playoffs being set, and they have been set. We are looking at um, Alabama number one, Michigan number two, Georgia number three, and Cincinnati, group of five team number four. Alabama and Cincinnati will face off in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl um, on December 31st, the early game, and then Michigan will play Georgia in the Orange Bowl on December 31st as well at 7.30, so they've got the primetime spot. Spencer and I, on Tuesday, we will we'll record our reactions to the games and dissect a little bit and nerd out about the bowl games and pick our favorite bowl games. And for those that don't know, if you're new to listening to us, Spencer and I are just, we are such nerds when it comes to the bowl games. It is probably one of my favorite things of the year. If I had to come up with a top five to 10 list of sports events that happen in the year, this is definitely one of them. Bowl season is just so much fun. I love all the bowl games. I don't care what anyone says. I will take all the bowl games. And no, I don't put much value in their outcomes as far as the next year or if this conference is better. Like I don't, I don't do that. I just enjoy the games. I enjoy the different styles of play. I enjoy the aesthetics of these different uniforms, all that. It's just so much fun. Also, it's just incredible to have games to watch on on Christmas Eve. Anyway, let's talk about the bowl games, or I mean the playoff. So we're looking at Bama playing Cincinnati, the first group of five team to get into the playoff. And we have Bama who goes 11-1, and one, or I'm sorry, now they're 12-1. and one, And what we can only call a murder of Georgia last night in the SEC championship, the, the example of or the metaphor I used. Well, you know what? I'll save that stuff for later. We'll talk about Ford, not the past. That'll be for Tuesday. Looking at these games, I think a lot of people need to understand, like, here's just a quick overview. If you if you haven't watched these teams, and I'm just kind of giving you a cheat sheet, here you go. Okay, let's start with Cincinnati. Cincinnati is led by Luke Fickle, and their quarterback, uh, Ritter, Desmond Ritter, is, is, is very mobile. He is quite efficient. Their offensive line could be better. They give up. They give up some some easy pressures at times. But solid team on the offensive side of the ball. However, defensively is where they are really good. I would say they probably have three guys in their defensive backfield that are probably going to go going to get drafted on day one, if not day one, definitely day two. And so, you're, if you're looking at this team, also they have really cool alternate uniforms. I like that part about them. They are a team that came in last year with a chip on their shoulder, missing a couple of guys against Georgia, Georgia missing several guys, you know, and it came down to a last second field goal where, you know, Georgia came out on top. This Cincinnati team is like, I don't like correlating. I don't like correlating every group of five team to the Boise State of 2005 or whatever, but I do think that there is some fair correlation here just in the sense that there's probably some things that Cincinnati can do defensively 
that can help Cincinnati be prosperous against Alabama, who we'll get to in a second. They can run this kind of bump and run blitz cover. Like they can they can run the bump and run coverage with um, with their DBs. They're just they're that good. They're that talented. The now coach of Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman, recruited these guys and he trained them well. I, the, right now the point spread is thirteen. I think 13, 13 and a half. And and I. I don't have to make a pick today, which is good, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, I am obviously going to lean Bama, but there's a world in which, to me, like, I think this is either going to be a close game where Cincinnati, you know, inks out a win or, you know, it's just really close to the very end, or Bama beats and breaks off these dudes because, like I was mentioning, their offensive line is a, is a concern. And I would say their defensive line is, is a concern as well, especially what we saw this Alabama offensive line do just last night against Georgia's, you know, elite D line. But then let's move, let's go to the matchup of, of Alabama. Alabama, as we know, has dudes on the offensive line. They looked really good last night. The best they've looked probably in a long time. They have Jamison Williams, who is apparently fast, <laughs> faster than anybody else on the field at, you know, at most times. And uh, they will be without John Mechie, which I, I think is could potentially become a big deal. However, they still have Brooks and they have Hall, these freshmen who over the next three weeks, three to four weeks could you know, become elite, just like Justin Ross did. I remember his freshman year where we didn't really know much about him that entire season, but then by the playoffs, that month really did help him develop. And he became, you know, who, who he is now, you know, kind of like this, like legend type player for Clemson. Alabama obviously has Bryce Young, best quarterback in the country. It's not even close any longer. Um, in my mind, their tight ends are okay. I, I, I think that that's probably a weaker spot for them. Billingsley is good. He's just not what we expect from them as, at tight end. And then defensively, um, their defensive line is strong. Linebackers can get caught up a little bit in coverage uh, with speedy backs or speedy slot receivers. They can get crossed up in, in coverage. They have Will Anderson, who you know led the country in tackles for loss and sacks this year. And, and their DBs are up and down at times, or they had been most of the year. Uh, again, you're going to hear this a lot. They will, they've, they looked really good last night, but for the most part this year, they have, they have seemed to have issues being consistent and, uh, they have Jordan battle, um, strong safety, who is, you know, you know, kind of like the leader of that team being as old as he is, you know, obviously led by Nick Saban. <clears throat> now the, the questions for me with, you know, with, uh, Alabama is like, will Robinson be able to get healthy? Like, is that injury enough for him to get 100%. You know, it, will any other running back be able to get healthy? Will the offensive line be healthy? Their center, will he be healthy and back? There's just a lot of questions as far as health. And if you, in this matchup, if you create this, you know, you could see it. Like if they're healthy outside of John Mechie, they could physically just be very dominant against the Cincinnati team. Like I said, the number is 13 and a half. Like I'm probably going to lean Bama pick Bama, but I just, I do think that they could cause some issues for, for Alabama, just with being able to uh, run tight coverage on Jamison Williams, who is not their only receiver, but he is their home run threat, especially without Mechie. It does kind of make things interesting. And then we have number three, we have the Georgia Bulldogs who just lost SEC championship. They have one of the best defenses ever, you know, as far as statistically, um, their front seven is, you know, incredible. They have linebackers and defensive linemen to rotate in like there's no way there's no way I could list all of them right now or there's no reason to list all of them right now we 
have kind of seen though um, in the last 24 hours that their DBs, while are are good, they can have some miscommunication. They can be exposed a little bit. And that's partly because you have a walk-on Dan Jackson who had to play a lot. Um, we have William Poole, former three-star, who has to play a lot. There's a depth issue at DB that was kind of exposed and, you know, who knows what it's going to look like in a month because I there's Tyke Smith is not going to get healthy. He's he's done for the year. But it's very interesting to find out what this Georgia team's defensive backfield is going to look like in a month because Chris Smith, in theory, will be 100% healthy. So that means Dan Jackson won't have to play as much and William Poole and Latavius Brini may be able to rotate more in and out of that star position than, um, than what had to happen you know, against Bama. And the linebackers is where this, the defensive line is, is elite, but it's the linebackers for Georgia that really do cause the ca- the chaos, which caused the issues who govern this defense, uh, led by Nicobe Dean, who just won um, the Buckus Award uh, today. Congratulations to him. The concerns, though, um, or then let's go to the offensive side of the ball. Offensive line has continued to get better in a lot of ways over the course of the season. I would probably say, again, just to reference it, uh, the game last night against Bama, that, that was probably the best pass protection they've they've been this year. Wide receivers are kind of an enigma because Georgia runs this rotational system where they rot- they literally rotate the wide receivers every every play almost tight ends are elite um darnell washington fitzpatrick and brock bowers who should be the best tight end in the country even though they just did apparently didn't want to give it to a freshman and then you know george pickens i'm not saying he'll be 100 percent healthy but he will be he'll be pretty freaking close in a month probably full speed all the way we'll see how that looks and what that seems like um also these other guys who have nicks and bruises you know hamstrings who should be 100% healthy Arian Smith is not coming back because he's got a broken he had surgery on a broken leg but other than that like the 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 big question and if again if this is just the cliff notes the biggest question for the University of Georgia is quarterback um Seth Bennett has what I think almost like 9 and 0 9 and 1 this season number 1 in deep ball accuracy, number one in yards per completion, number two in efficiency, like all these awesome numbers, you know, put up some, put up some pretty gaudy numbers yesterday um, in the championship game, but just is limited, just is limited in his arm strength. And also his decision-making is wonky at times. If you cause a little chaos, we'll see what happens there. And then and I lead that right into Michigan, Michigan right now, they're a bruising, bruising team. They're the most early 2000 Stanford team we've seen in a long time. McNamara is their quarterback. They have a running back, a running back duo that is elite, that is really good. By the way, Georgia has really good running backs as well. They have some freshman wide receivers who have started to show up as the course of the season went on. You know, in the old adage, after eight games, you're no longer a freshman, you're a sophomore. And so these guys are, they're not rookies anymore, really. They're not green. They, they've they have been playing enough. Uh, they, have, they have an elite tight end that his name is Casey right now. And their offensive line is really good. But then you go on the defensive side of the ball. They've got Aiden Hutchinson and Jogbo, these two defensive ends who are just beasts and monsters. Their linebackers are the weakness for this team. Their DBs are good. Um, they're really good in, in zone coverage. They're good coming off the edge for blitzes. But their linebackers are an issue. Like Michigan's defense is good up front, but they are not like they, they can kind of be a liability at times, even though. I would say like they did such a great job against Ohio State, but I give more credit to the defensive front on that because if they didn't give CJ Stroud any time. This game is, you know, for me, it's it's 
like I, because of yesterday's, because of yesterday, I don't know how confident I feel about this team, about Georgia really at all at the moment. It's just, you know, just part of it. But again, I would probably like, I, Georgia should win that game. They should, especially with, you know, them having players who are going to be back in a month who will be out to a hundred percent. And George Pickens really kind of does become a difference maker potentially. Um, if he's able to get full speed, big picture, I'm not surprised at these four. Now, if you would have told me a month ago that these are the four, probably would have been a little surprised just because we had seen like weaknesses in Alabama. We had seen, you know, a Michigan lose to Michigan State the way they did. And we knew that Ohio State game was coming. Cincinnati, you just kind of shrug their shoulder, you know, like, why not? Georgia had been kind of elite. And so you're not surprised if you had told me they made a playoff and be like, yeah, of course they did. Oh, Bama made it? Oh, crap. That means they lost. <laughs> that means Georgia lost to them. And they did lose. And so, like, I think, I don't think there's really an argument to be made really anywhere because we have a mixture of best and most deserving. I think those two things both exist here. You know, Cincinnati, you know, they go they go 9-0, nine and, nine and oh, lose to Georgia in a close one, and then come back this year and go undefeated. Like, you got to give them a chance. You eventually have to give them a chance. And they did exactly, they did everything you asked them to do. And I'm sure I'm sure there are people who are upset they made it, but I mean Michigan, yeah, they earned their spot. Big Ten is probably the best conference this year in college football. I, I, I mean that I think that argument could be made. I'm not saying definitively they are, but I just think the argument could be made. Bama obviously earned their spot. You know, you won the biggest game you needed to this year. You know, just like Saban said th- two weeks ago, Auburn and the SEC championship. There, those were their two game playoffs to get into the playoff, and they they did so. And then you have Georgia, who I like. It's not just that they won, and you know they won the schedule. That does look a little suspect now, and I'm not not going to argue that they decimated, destroyed, and dominated their schedule. We want to have recency bias and look at the latest result and create this narrative. Oh well, they don't deserve to be in. In years past, they didn't deserve to be in. Against you know in 2019, they didn't deserve to be in. In 2018, they didn't deserve to be in. And it's not because of the loss in the SEC championship. It's because they lost another game earlier in the year. There was no, you know, there was no South Carolina loss. There was no, you know, loss looming where you're just like holding your hands in the air like what the crap just happened. There's no LSU loss like there, you know, like there was in 2018. One loss, Georgia, we kind of knew was getting in. They had just played so dominant. And so now we're looking at this playoff and, and I just kind of think there's a world in which both these games may be close. Um, if you look at average score, I didn't look at the number, but we do know that like the average score for these playoff games is like it's usually a beat down. There's only been a couple of close games. Uh, two come to mind recent, recently, the Rose Bowl, obviously Georgia-Oklahoma, and then the Ohio State-Clemson game. But we will have a lot of time to talk about this. But I just wanted to go ahead and get some thoughts out there, um, break down those two, those four teams, and kind of just throw it out there for you. Um, guys, I hope you all enjoyed this. Uh, thank you all so much again for your support and listening. I'm Robbie, and he is Spencer. Two friends, one love, and that is college football. Y'all have a good night.